Welcome to Through the Corporate Glass, a podcast that explores career choices. Hi everyone, I'm Deepa, your host for today's episode. History is not just a series of events. It is about societies, culture, and ideas that have helped shape our present. Archaeologists play an important role in this journey of understanding our origins. They make sense of the past to help us build our future. To talk about archaeology and give us a peek into their world, we have with us Dr. Madhavi Kunneriyat, an archaeologist. Madhavi has an MA in Ancient Indian History, Culture and Archaeology from Deccan College, Pune. She has an MPhil from Department of Ancient History and Archaeology from Madras University. She has a doctorate in Quaternary and Prehistory from Paris. She is passionate about this subject. She cares about helping people understand how knowing the past can have an impact on the way we think today. Hi, Madhavi. Welcome to the episode. Glad to have you with us today. Thank you so much, Deepa. It's a great pleasure. So, Madhavi, you know, growing up, I struggled with history. I started enjoying it much later in life, you know. So, how was it for you? Not really. In my school, I was not very fond of history classes with, you know, the the stress on remembering the dates, the years and the king's names, etc., but of course, I had a fascination towards the past when learning about the Harappan civilizations, etc. So how did you get drawn to archaeology? Funnily, it was in the school itself when I was in my fifth standard. I had watched a documentary on the uh, Egyptian pyramids and it uh, was very fascinating for me to imagine that, you know, in the past, such huge buildings were constructed in comparison with the modern technology, of course. And so it made me think and uh, it made me you can say read up a bit more on the pyramids and I found that there is a career known as archaeology and in fact I remember writing on one of the school essays that I wanted to be an archaeologist in future. (laughs) That's so nice Madhuri. So (laughs) tell us a bit about what you found out about archaeology. So archaeology what I had imagined and what I finally did were quite similar uh, except for some aspects of course. So initially, I used to think that to be an archaeologist, you need to pursue history and you continue on the path of history and doesn't really require any science background as such. But when I finally did my master's in this field, I did have done my master's in MPhil and finally my PhD. And in all these times, I, I came to know that archaeology is a study of past through material remains. And these material remains have to be interpreted using scientific methods and scientific approaches also. So in that way, it differed from what I had initially thought. So I again had to you know, undergo training in statistics you know, for my doctorate, for example. And also for my master's, I had to take a, a course of science and archeology span where I had to uh, learn the basics of chemistry, geology, anthropology, uh, botany, uh, all these things. 
Wow, that's quite a bit. It's so multidisciplinary, right? So, Madhuri, yeah. can you give us an example maybe? When we do history, as you said, we see dates, we see kings, we see rulers, right? Wars and all of that. So, when yeah. you are taking these objects and working back to figure out how people might have been, uh, yeah. you've been to so many excavations too. So, maybe take us through an object and what you did. Yeah, definitely. Archaeology extends much more than history in terms of time frame because it starts uh, uh, with the time frame when the hominid of a species began to, uh, you know, separate from the apes, for example. Yeah. So definitely in that sense, archaeology covers a larger time frame. As also opposed to history, it covers uh, uh, more of the life of common people. History is basically dependent on literary records of uh, the great battles won or the famous uh, uh, or the powerful kings etc archaeology goes beyond that and gives us a glimpse into the common people's lives you know what they did on a day-to-day -day basis how they lived etc so i have been very fortunate to undertake or participate in excavations in india europe and indonesia and uh, it has been a wonderful experience learning experience for me I will give an example of a, a, a mummy, Egyptian mummy. Uh, basically, excavation or the study of archaeology is basically destruction because once you try to unveil the past, you have to uh, disassemble the dismember the uh, objects, you know, to see what it is and all that. In doing so, we destroy evidence in a way. So the modern in modern uh, using modern technology we can limit that to an extent if you are going to study a mummified body instead of you know physically removing everything to see what how did they mummify etc we can now depend on scanning ct scanning 3d scanning is there even to reconstruct these uh, methods also 3d scanning is uh, used for a larger extent in prehistoric archaeology that is the time period when there was no written record uh, when the hominins were largely dependent on the natural resources like uh, rocks and the organic uh, materials to use as weapons and tools mm -hmm. uh, for hunting and gathering specifically. I can give you examples from prehistory. So mainly we get the stone tools because the stones are imper imperishable and uh, the, the, you know, the, the raw material is so widely available. So while Whenever we come across a stone tool, we can try to interpret it using experimental approach by trying to see how the modern tribal societies use such, in our eyes, you know, primitive, but not really primitive, how they use it, how they made the stone tools, whether they stressed on a particular geological element, you know, a particular type of rock was preferred or not. And how did they go about, how did they know the mechanism of the rock fracture? So. A lot of things can be understood through modern observations on the ethnic societies, the tribal societies, etc. But also through experimental archaeology by undertaking experiments using the same raw material, using the same geological rock and try in different ways to try and make the similar looking uh, tool. Hmm. When you encounter such a stone tool, you can also analyze it through use pair analysis which can give us a glimpse into the DNA present on the sample, or we can compare it with the rock art, for example. Mm -hmm. In the rock art, uh, hunting gathering scenes are depicted. We can compare it and see whether uh, it could be, you know, contemporary or something like that. We read a lot about history, look at archaeology. 
So what role do you think archaeology plays in today's world? How does it help us? Many people think that subjects like history, archaeology, they're not relevant right in the current affairs, which is quite wrong. Unless you know your own roots, you cannot expand further like a tree. You have to have strong roots in order to grow uh, your wings, you know, stronger. So just like that, we need to know the past civilizations because we need to uh, learn lessons from the past civilizations. Many civilizations like Harappan civilization, Egyptian civilization, many of these civilizations collapsed. We need to know why they collapsed, how did they collapse in order to sustain ourselves, in order to find out how our civilization can sustain and persist despite the uh, challenges that we face. In another perspective, we can also learn from the past. If you remember a bit of school Harappan history, you might remember that they had a good sanitary system. They had a good uh, town planning, for example, which in many of the modern uh, cities and towns, we lack it, you know, the sanitation, etc. So we can learn a lot from them. When they did not have the modern engineering technologies, what we see today, they could do that. They could achieve cleanliness and sanitation at a high level, you know. Right. So we can definitely take lessons from them. So definitely archaeology and history subjects like these are important in the future because to go on, we need to find out where we came from and we need to, we need to see the path, how we have come, across, uh, come so far. It's important that we don't repeat the same mistakes too, right, from our past. We yes, yes. Maybe yes, we make new definitely. ones. <laughs> and, and it's also not just uh, learning from the past in order to move on, you know, into the future. It's also paying homage to our ancestors, paying respects, our respects to them. I mean, when I go to an excavation field and I hold a stone tool, you know, made by a hominin millions of years ago, the the feeling of respect and the, the feeling of, I cannot explain it. It's like, a, <laughs> it's a wonderful feeling. And it's yes. you feel you feel so small. I mean, you always think that they are primitive, they don't know anything, and we are, you know, like so modern, we have all the things at hand. But how did we reach here? We, we reached here because of them, you know? Right. Because of the small steps that they took, we reached here. So it's, it's kind of a homage to the ancestors also, I would say. That's a beautiful point, Madhavi, because we wouldn't be here without all their, all those people before us. Yes, definitely. Beautiful. If somebody wants to become an archaeologist, from where do they begin? Is it something you start, uh, like how you did your path? You started with history, then you moved to a post-graduation MA, MPhil, and then you did a PhD. So what is the general path you would say to become an archaeologist? To be an archaeologist, it's not easy, I would say, first thing. Some of the things which you have to keep in mind are the physical labor involved. Many of us think that it's very easy, you know, you just go there and you just scrap a bit with a small brush, you know, and you find <laughs> many, many things. No, it's not that. You have to work in the hot sun like a, any other laborer, you know, a physical laborer. You have to carry heavy stuff. And in India, you do employ laborers to help you in the excavations. Abroad, you have to do everything from scratch, everything. Like you have to carry your own stuff, your whole uh, materials, you have to excavate right from early in the morning till evening and you have to do the lab work afterwards so it's a career which requires a lot of endurance i would say 
and also a lot of patience. It's not like that every day you will find something very exciting. So you yeah. have to have a lot of patience. So these are the realities of archaeology, of archaeological work out in the field. Now, career-wise, you need to pursue history, as most of them do in India. It will be good. And uh, because the thing is, at the undergraduate level, not many educational institutions have archaeology. Then in the master's, there are some courses in India, which uh, master's in archaeology courses, where they incorporate both the science uh, and uh, social science aspects into archaeology. So they have archaeology courses. Uh, where even those with a science background can apply. So, you know, you have one unique experience in the sense you have also been teaching the subject, right? Yes, yes. And you have this experience of one being a student, then you are a teacher and you have now finished your doctorate. What is the challenge that you faced when you transitioned to teaching this subject? Because I know you're extremely passionate and you have been through real field work. You know the challenges. How was the shift from being a student to teaching the subject how did you feel about it when you do archaeology uh, you can either do research or teach in a university as i have done mm. uh, besides also you know working in the technical fields of photography of uh, drawing or uh, other dating methods for example the carbon dating and all that stuff or being an independent researcher doing excavations and explorations on their own. So you can do all that as a career option. And when I started my career as an assistant professor, the main challenge which I faced was convincing the students why it is important, why the subject matters, and why it is not a time pass or it's not just a subject for uh, students who get low marks, you know, after their 10th or 12th. So that was quite... Uh, um, challenging me because many people thought that you know archaeology is just a time pass subject you can just do that and then you can go on to do something else if you're really passionate you will find that archaeology is a very fulfilling career and this aspect of career that archaeology does not pay as much as other careers that is a truth you know so another major uh, challenge for me as an assistant professor was to take archaeology beyond the four walls you know of teaching because archaeology is mainly practical most of the colleges which has archaeology as a sub-discipline within history do not permit the students to go for excavations or explorations which is quite sad now the situation is improving a lot in india the students the the families of the students they were a little reluctant to let the students go out you know uh, to a remote area to excavate so those were the practical challenges that I faced while teaching. If somebody were to come to you and say, Madhavi, I am looking to enter the archaeology field or start my career there or express interest, what will be the first thing you'll ask them to do? I would ask them to consider the aspects of, you know, how far are they willing to, you know, pursue this career because it's, if you're truly passionate, if you can sustain, you know, if you can overcome the, the comparisons constantly made with other careers, you know, it's not a very glamorous career as such because <laughs> you are going to spend your time in the dirt, in the sun and digging and it's not as glamorous or it's not as uh, seen as uh, financially stable, stable career. Maybe one last question for you. I know you have studied both in India and you have also studied in Europe. 
right yeah, yeah. so and uh, now if you were to compare the way they teach you or way you learn the subject here and in, how do you feel about it in india i i was quite lucky actually where i studied they did have practicals and they took us out on a lot of explorations and excavations mm-hmm. so i was quite lucky with that in that regard but very few institutions do offer such courses like with an all inclusive kind of a course abroad it's mostly practical so apart from the differences in the general examination methods in india and abroad i find that archaeology in india generally i will not say in most of the institutes because there are quite a few institutes which really impart very good uh, teaching methods including practical work excavation exploration as well as the research within the institute abroad it's more research oriented i would say and they encourage you to take up projects and also they encourage you to take part in excavations and explorations in other countries and things like that so in archaeological excavation itself there is a huge difference i would say because in india in explorations and excavations the methodologies followed quite old and here we find more of modern technologies and methods applied sites being found through satellite imagery and all that it's quite limited in india though it is done and uh, more funding is of course uh, given over here in india uh, in abroad that was a nice conversation uh, madhavi i learned a lot and thank you so much for your time today thank you so much for this opportunity given and i hope i have been able to give a glimpse of what archaeology uh, is and what it uh, requires in terms of a career thank you so much thank you for listening to our podcast if you enjoyed our episode do subscribe to the podcast and check out our show notes which provide more information on the topics discussed during the episode Please follow us on LinkedIn at Through the Corporate Glass and on Twitter at Corporate Glass and share your thoughts. We'd love to hear from you. You can also check out our website through the corporate glass.com.